the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Pastor Dudley is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, which is one church on three different campuses in the greater Los Angeles area at Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, and Agua Dulce. We'll be joining Pastor Dudley in just a moment. But first, we want you to know this program is called Lift Up Jesus because we exist to lift up Jesus and the life-changing truth of the gospel. And we do this every night, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. here on KKLA. No matter where you're listening from right now, in your car or your home or at work, you're about to hear bold, uncompromising teaching about faith, family, and daily life. We believe there is nothing like immersing yourself in the Bible each and every day to completely transform your life. We thank you again for joining us tonight. We know you're going to be enriched and encouraged by tonight's program. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message from God's Word. I want to speak to you on this subject today as it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of of Noah. Everybody say Noah. Noah. I want to talk to you today about the second coming of Jesus Christ. We have more scripture that talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ than we do the first coming of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 24, it talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when you read through it, you reach two conclusions. Conclusion number one, Jesus Christ will indeed return. The second conclusion is that he's coming soon. I want to read, starting with verse 6 of Matthew 24, and these are what we know the signs of the times, that when you see these things happening, that you know it's right around the corner. Jesus says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Verse 7, nation will rise against what? And kingdom against what? Kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these, verse 8, are the beginning of what? Birth pains. Now, I've had three children. Well, I didn't have them. My wife had them. But I know something about birth pains. And once that woman goes into contractions, starts having contractions, you know for a fact, a fact, that it's right around the corner before little baby shows up, right? And he says, when you see all these things, these are the beginning of the birth pains. Verse 9, you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. We know that right now there are more people being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ right now than in any other period in the history of the world. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith. We see that happening. We see people that will hate each other. That's happening right now. 
Verse 11, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. That's happening. Verse 12. Now, these next two verses, I want you to look. Verse 12 says, when you see the increase of wickedness. Is there anyone here that, as you just look at the world, it looks like there's an increase of wickedness? Raise your hand if you see that, all right? Now, not everybody sees it. But it says, when you see an increase of wickedness, now look at verse 14. And at the same time, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached around the entire world. When you see those two things happening, now, I got to tell you, when this was written, the internet had not yet been invented. Al Gore had not invented the the internet when this had happened. (laughs) All right? When you see the increase of wickedness, and at the exact same time, you see the gospel being preached around the entire world, what did the last five words of verse 14 say? Then the end will what? Will come. I want you to see one more verse. It's one more sign that when you see this happening, you'll know it's just around the corner. Look at verse 37. It's our text. Verse 37, it says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of of the son of man he's saying this if you really want to know when i'm coming back just go back and study the archives go back and look at what was happening in noah's day and what happened in noah's day and as it was in the days of noah so shall it be at the coming of the son of man so let's do that i want you to take your bibles don't lose your place we're coming back at the very end go all the way back to the book of genesis chapter six take your bibles it should be easy to find It's the sixth chapter from the beginning of the Bible. And it says that the Lord saw, everybody say the word saw, how great man's wickedness on earth had become. And that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. I want you to write this down. We're going to go through this quick. In the days of Noah, write this down, wickedness and violence were everywhere. It was prevalent. It was rampant. Everywhere you turned, there was wicked and violence in the days of Noah. In fact, if you look down at verse 11, Genesis chapter 6, it says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. It's not always corrupt in our sight because a lot of times we think we're doing the right thing in our own eyes. But it says that the earth was corrupt in God's eyes and it was full of violence. And all one needs to do today is open up your eyes. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we're living in that exact same day today as Noah lived. The earth is full of violence today. You have the threat of nuclear war. As it was in the days of Noah, study Noah's day, full of violence. When you see that happening in our world, you know that the Lord's about to return. Number two, write this down. God's wrath was unleashed in the days of Noah. You have to read verse 13. Verse 13 says, So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. I want you to write this down. Point number three. The world was destroyed by water. You have to go back and study that. 
I want you to turn a chapter to chapter 7. I want to read, I want to read these verses to you. Turn over to Genesis 7, starting with verse 17. It says, for 40 days. Everybody say number 40. 40. That's a long time. The flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. Verse 18. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, And all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. Verse 20 says that the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 20 feet. Mount Everest is the highest point on earth. It's 29,000 feet and some change. In Mount Everest, if you got to the very peak and add another 20 feet of water, the entire earth was covered with water. It says in verse 21 that every living thing that moved on this earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Verse 22. Everything, say the word everything. On dry ground that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. I want to read that to you again. It says everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Verse 23, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men, animals, creatures that move along the ground, and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those with him in the ark. It was his family, a total of eight people. And verse 24 says, the waters flooded the earth for 150 days. That's five months. Water covered the entire surface of the earth. It took another five months for the water to recede. And God destroyed the world by water. Now I want to ask you, how many of you are sitting down right now? You're sitting down. Because if you're standing, you might faint. When I give you point number four. It's going to happen again, but next time it's going to happen by fire. The first time, H2O. Next time, it's going to be by fire. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 2 Peter. Turn to 2 Peter. And I want to read this scripture to you. It's some of the most important scriptures that we have concerning the second coming of Jesus Christ. Verse 3. 2 Peter 3, 3. First of all, everybody say first of all. You must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. When you see that happening, you know it's near. Verse 4, they will say, where is this quote-unquote coming that he promised? Ever since our forefathers died, everything goes on and it has since the beginning of creation. I mean, you guys, you Christians keep talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. You're all, you're all crazy. You've been talking about this for a long time. Verse 5, but they deliberately forgot that a long time ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water, verse 6, by these waters also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. He goes back to the days of Noah. Verse 7, by the same word, what word is that? Oh, the word that spoke and created the heavens, the word that spoke and created the earth, the word that spoke 
and put water on the surface of the earth. How much water is on the earth? Three-fourths of the surface of the earth is water. By the same word that brought the flood, by that same word. Look at verse 7. The present heavens and earth are reserved for, and this is why you need to bring your Bible, because I could say anything here, and you wouldn't know if it was true or not. You just sit out there, well, I guess the preacher says it must be true. No, you've got to read the Bible. It says the present heavens and earth are reserved for, and this is in the Bible, F-I-R-E, what's that spell? Fire. Being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Verse 8, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some of you understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but He wants everyone to come to what? I want to I stop right there for one second. Sometimes I look at this earth and I see all the wickedness and all the violence and I ask myself, God, why don't you come back right now? And the answer's in that verse. Because Dudley, you don't understand, God is patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Now look at verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything and it will be laid bare. Since everything, verse 11, will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Well, you ought to live holy and godly lives, I should say so. As you look, what? Forward. Now, if you're not saved, if you're not a Christian, the thought of God destroying everything by fire, that is a scary thought if you're unsaved. But if you're saved, it says, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by Fire and the elements will melt in the heat. And let me just read this to you, and then we're going to go to Matthew 24. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, the first three words, God is just. Everybody say, God is just. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is just. And what that means is this. If he's going to reward those who serve and honor him, he's going to judge those who do not serve and honor him. And the Bible says, he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. Verse 7, he will give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Verse 8, he will punish those who do not know God and who do not obey the gospel. No one knows the exact moment. You got to be ready. We know the signs. The signs are all there, which means what? It could be today. It could be today. Everybody say it could be today. I want you to look at, go back to Matthew 24. I want to read these verses to you. Now pay attention. This is important. This is the most important part. I said all that to say this. Verse 36, no one knows what day and what hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but who's the only one that knows? Verse 37. Now here's the clue. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 38. For in the days before the flood, 
People were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. I went to a wedding this week. People were eating and drinking and being married and giving away in marriage. Ain't no one at that wedding was thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ is about to come back. Verse 39, they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 42, therefore, keep watch. Does that mean to look at your watch? No. What does that mean? That means to be on the lookout. Because you do not know at what day your Lord will come. And verse 44 says, you must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you what? When you do not expect Him. Now let me explain to you how this goes. Every single week we stand up and we preach. When I'm done, I'm always tired. But I'm never as tired as when I preach and not one single person comes forward. Man, when you preach and no one comes forward and you walk off the stage, you about pass out of exhaustion back there. Because you're wrestling with people to come and give their life to the Lord. Amen. Noah preached for over a hundred years and no one ever stepped forward. God had looked down on earth. He'd seen man and the violence and the wickedness. He knew that every inclination of the thoughts of our heart was only evil all the time. And God said, that's enough. And he called a man by the name of Noah. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. It was no ordinary boat. It was 450 feet long. That's, that is the length of a, a football field is 100 yards and the ark was a hundred yards plus another 50 yards. It was larger than the Colosseum. It was larger than the Rose Bowl. And it took him over a hundred years. And I imagine people came down there and said, No, what are you doing? And every opportunity, he said, Well, I'm building an ark. God told me that there's going to come a flood. And you need to come and help me and you'll be saved. Noah, what are you talking about? We we haven't had a flood in a thousand years. What are you talking about? Oh, it's coming. Why don't you get a hammer and a saw and come help me? We'll build this thing out, and when the floods come, your, your family will be saved. My family will be saved. All on board will be saved, but the flood's coming. And listen, one time they went down there, and, and they were surprised because there were all these animals. There were two giraffes and two elephants and two lions and two tigers and two dogs and two cats and two of everything. And they said, Noah, what are you doing with all these animals? He said, well, God told me to put all these animals inside this boat. The flood's coming. Why don't you help me right now? Right now, you can help me put these animals on the boat. Oh, Noah. One time they went down there and Noah was gone. The animals were all gone. They couldn't figure out someone. They could kind of hear a muffled noise, and they all of a sudden figured out, well, that old guy, he's inside with all them animals are inside the boat. And I think they laughed and scoffed. And one by one, they all just go home. That guy's flipped his lid. He's crazy. He's insane. He's a narcissist. He's a kook. He's a crazy man. What's he doing? He's going to 
Why, he's going to die in there with all those animals. What kind of a fool would do something like this? About a week later, a week goes by. They forgot all about old Noah. And the guys are all out at work, and they look in the fields, and they look off in the distance. They see something they've never seen before. We know it as a cloud, but they'd never seen a cloud before. Because if you study the Bible, you'll know before the flood, it never rained. The earth was watered by a mist. God covered the earth by a mist. There was never rain until the flood. And they looked off in the rise, and they saw this fluffy thing. And then there was a second one, and a third, a fourth, and a fifth, and they started coming towards them, and all of a sudden the entire sky was covered with clouds, and it got dark, and the sun was no longer could be seen. And they're looking up at the sky, and they can't figure it out, and then all of a sudden there was a, a lot of wind, and it got really cold. The sky was dark, and all of a sudden there was a bolt of lightning across the sky. And they're looking up, and the Bible says it started to rain. And it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Read your Bible. It says that God unleashed the water from the heavens, and he unleashed water from beneath. I don't know when it was, but there came a point where the people who had heard Noah preach reached this conclusion, hey, we're going to die if we don't get on that ark. And I don't know for sure this happened, but I believe that it happened. There came a point where someone made their way to that ark as the waters rose and someone banged on that ark and said, Noah, Noah, let us in, Noah. You were right. We were wrong. God was right. We were wrong. Please, Noah, let us in, let us in. And I think inside the ark, Noah got down on his knees and he began to pray and he said, God, for a hundred years, God, for a hundred years I preached, I begged people to come. God, can I please just open the door and just grab a couple of them? They're my friends, they're my family, they're my neighbors. And God said, Noah, I'm the one that shut the door. And I'm the only one that can open it. They had a hundred years, Noah, to get right with God. But they refuse, and the day of judgment is upon us. And the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And I believe this same point. We're busy taking kids to soccer practice, and we're going to the ball, and we're going to the lake, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, and we're working with no thought of the fact that one day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. But one day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. And I believe this in the same way that people yelled, God, stop the water, stop the water. I believe that there will be people who will yell, God, stop the fire, God, stop the fire. But it's going to be too late. Too late for you to come and give your life to the Lord and too late for you to go to your neighbor if you're saved and tell your neighbor you need to be saved and you need to be saved today we hope you enjoyed this edition of lift up jesus with pastor dudley rutherford 
As you can tell from his message tonight, Pastor Dudley has a driving passion to talk about Jesus everywhere he goes and with everyone he meets. So often, a person has never heard the life-changing message of the gospel, or perhaps they, at one time, experienced the transformation that is only possible through Jesus Christ, but now they're discouraged or in need of hope. If that is you, we invite you to reach out to us right now and let us pray with you. Our toll-free number is easy to remember. It's 888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We have prayer counselors standing by and ready to take your call. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says monthly devotional. There's a place on the monthly devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.